This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Last week, the story of Francis firing or dismissing Archbishop Ganswine came back into the headlines. By now, you've probably heard the basics. Ganswine, the secretary of both Francis and Benedict, was sent packing by Francis through the official reason given is that he is being given the opportunity to serve and help Benedict full-time. Of course, the other side of the story quickly came out. Much of that is known already to many people, but I thought it might be helpful to show you the weird narrative that has emerged, which happened over the course of several days. So strap in, grab your beverage of choice, and get comfortable, because we're going to go over the timeline of events as they stand at the time of the production of this video. Also, let me know if the audio is better. I did make a few changes to my audio processing equipment since Friday, and more changes are coming during this week. Anyway, let's get into this. So, our story begins on February 5th, almost a full week ago. In the aftermath of the mess of Cardinal Seurat and Benedict XVI's book, Announcement Defending the Traditional Catholic Position on Clerical Celibacy, the man accidentally at the center of that story was released from his job at the Vatican, Archbishop George Gonswine. Now, for some background on him, I did a video during that mess about who he was and how he may have been the man who helped keep Benedict isolated during his own pontificate, and since on behalf of the truly unsavory men running the church. During the reign of Francis, Gonswine served simultaneously as the personal secretary of both Francis and Benedict. Well, he got the axe last week, and that story became a mess. Let's start with the initial story as it was reported in the German press, and it was sent in to me by a subscriber, so thanks for that. Here's the story from Ditagus Post. Headline. Pope Francis on leave Archbishop Gonswine. I'm sure they meant places on leave there, but you know how these things go. Anyway, they began by recounting what I just said to you. But they say that it appeared that Francis was afraid Benedict and Seurat were going to dictate to Francis the rules of clerical celibacy. This is when things began to hit the fan, so to speak. But here's the meat of the story from the press. Quote, Pope Francis has given indefinite leave to the Prefect of the Pontifical House, Archbishop George Gonswine. Vatican circles confirmed this to the newspaper. The private secretary of the retired Pope remains in office as head of the Prefecture, which is responsible for the conduct of the public audiences of the Pope, but is free to spend more time with Benedict XVI. End quote. Okay, so sounds pretty basic, right? Well, this story very quickly turned into a sordid PR nightmare for the Vatican. Almost immediately, the Vatican denied the report. Headline from Catholic News Agency. Vatican has no information on Ganswine leave of absence report. CNA recounts the contents of the German article I just summed up for you, then gives us this line from the Vatican. Quote, But the Holy See press office told CNA Wednesday that it has no information regarding Ganswine being on a leave of absence from the prefecture. Regarding the Archbishop's absence from papal audiences in recent weeks, 
the press office stated, It is due to an ordinary redistribution of the various commitments and duties of the prefect of the papal household, who, as you know, is also the personal secretary of the Pope Emeritus. End quote. Now that line there is going to become pretty important as we go on. But we so far we have an official denial that Ganswine had been canned by the Vatican for permitting the book to be published in the first place. The article goes on to say that Ganswine had disappeared from the side of Francis. Apparently, if Francis was making some kind of public appearance in or near Rome, there was Archbishop George Ganswine at his side. After the Benedict and Seurat mess, he was gone, which isn't that surprising, honestly. A few months ago, I made a book review of The Dictator Pope available as an exclusive to my patrons, and if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend that you do so. If you have, you'll know why this isn't surprising in the slightest. Now, that denial that CNA uh, reported on was later repeated on Twitter by Edward Penton, one of the better journalists out there breaking these stories in Rome. And it really is a lame excuse, too, given that no one really buys that Gonswine went on leave from the Vatican as part of a standard reshuffling of his duties. But a post on Gloria TV breaks this down, reposting something from an Italian source that is a little hard to read in its translated form, so I'll rely on the Gloria TV posting of it. Quote, That Archbishop Gonswine is on his way out is a well-known fact. The semi-official ilseismografo.blogspot.com wrote on the 5th of February. It's only a matter of time. End quote. Now, before I continue with that, the Italian site they are citing here is much more of a pro-status quo, pro-modernist regime in the Vatican kind of website. And as such, the explanation they give here won't be surprising. They zero in on the words, Ordinary redistribution of the various commitments and functions of the prefect of the papal household. To imply something pretty bad if you think about it for half a second. Quote, According to Il Sismografo, a, quote, possible and authoritative decoding of these words says that Benedict, quote, is not doing well and that his health has plummeted in recent weeks, end quote. Therefore, Ganswine needs to stay close to Benedict, who has not been self-sufficient for several months, end quote. The implication is that Benedict is not and has not been able to make any kind of real decisions for himself for quite some time, implying both that he is dying and that Cardinal Seurat was abusing Benedict by getting him to okay his contributions to his book, despite not being fully in control of his own faculties. As if Cardinal Seurat needed another person on his uh, book to help him sell it. The implication is absolutely disgusting, but again, there you have it. They couldn't help but take another shot at Cardinal Seurat here in the story. The Gloria TV article makes a note of the claim not being credible for some pretty obvious reasons. I can't help but be reminded that Benedict's weird resignation was based on claims of his health being too poor to continue in that position. So that excuse is rearing its ugly head yet again. But then this story came out also on February 5th but not seen by those of us in the English-speaking world until about February 7th. Kath.net, another German site, had a different way of describing the last meeting between Francis and Ganswein. Pay attention here. Quote, According to the Italian media, which also reported on Wednesday, there has been a very violent encounter between Ganswein and Pope Francis. Francis is supposed to let the prefect of the pontifical house understand that he no longer wants to see him. Gonswine had been absent from the Pope's public appearances for several weeks. End quote. Very violent encounter. That's a very interesting choice of words. Now, going back to the dictator Pope by Henry Sire. 
In that book, Sire reports on Francis having a bad temper, and that he is known for not being in private at all, like the public persona we are used to seeing. That image of the kindly man who only wants to promote mercy and the love of God to anyone who will listen. The Gonswine story is remarkable in that way, as it is revealing the unsettling response to the Seurat and Benedict story that the media largely missed until last week. Then Antonio Sochi chimed in. If you're not familiar with Sochi, he is an Italian journalist and a Catholic who has written numerous books of interest to traditional Catholics, including The Fourth Secret of Fatima, which is a must-read for any Catholic trying to understand the incomplete release of The Third Secret of Fatima, and all as well as the book The Secret of Benedict XVI, in which Sochi explores the question about the resignation of Benedict from the papacy and the theories that have emerged from that act. Sochi had this to say on Twitter. Remember, Sochi is a journalist with access to the Vatican. Quote, The vindictive and angry despot has fired Ganswine because, on his order, he was to gag Benedict XVI, who has signed the book with Seurat. Is such a sensory dynamism too, no problem for the progressivist print? No, all is well. He then goes on to say, quote, A climate of terror, censorship, purges. This is the Curia of Bergoglio which uses its absolute power in the typical South American dictatorship style. But the media pretend not to see him and feed the regime propaganda that tells of a good, progressive, and merciful pope. End quote. Again, just a simple reminder. In Europe, referring to a pope by his given name, in this case, Bergoglio is actually pretty normal, and not the sign of disrespect we see when Americans typically do the same. I'm not sure how, they pra- how that practice changed for Americans, but it is what it is. But Sochi is right here, of course. The Catholic media has been truly awful in reporting the story, helping promote the false narrative that basically all is well in Rome. It is possible to report these stories without devolving into scandal-mongering and stoking hate for the hierarchy of the Church. The establishment media acts as if the only choices are to be either pro- or anti-establishment, when there is a real choice to try to be just honest in reporting. Everyone has a bias, but it doesn't mean you have to become a shill. This story is as much about the media response to the Ganswine story as it is about the Ganswine story itself. But it's clear, Ganswine was sent packing, out of the court of the pontiff and into exile. Why? Because his job was to keep Benedict gagged about anything functionally important. The forthcoming document on the Amazon Synod is the document that will define the present papacy, at least in the minds of those who are writing the document. I suspect the treatment of the underground church and Cardinal Zen will be much more important to that legacy than the forthcoming synod document will be. But the point is this. They wanted to dictate the contents of that report with no interference from the outside, and Sarah Benedict's book was seen as an intervention to get the true Catholic teaching on this issue front and center so that there would be no choice but to defend the traditional teaching. That is how this is being seen, and Gonswine paid the price for permitting it to happen, Remember, he was present at the times that Cardinal Seurat showed Benedict the early publisher drafts of the book, which Benedict signed off on. Gonswine said as much himself. Again, if you didn't see the video I did on that mess, it's in the pinned comment so you can catch up. This whole story is a mess, and I suspect that it's only going to get worse as we get close to the expected release of that document on February 12th. I should have a podcast up on that topic on Valentine's Day, since these documents take a day or so to read through, so you should uh, look forward to that. That is an important document that's coming out. So what do you think about this? Is this story just a big nothing burger, or is it something more sinister? 
personally, Gonswine's termination was to be expected, given that Seurat and Benedict's book publicly put the Vatican on notice about this issue. I still maintain that the main thrust of the Amazon Synod document will be more sustainable development, United Nations junk that is very questionable for the Church to be playing along with, but only time will tell. Let me know what you what your thoughts on all this are, and if you liked this video, click like and consider sharing it with anyone you think needs to see it. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.